You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. That's right. You are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. How you doing today? You know, I always want to know, how are you doing today? I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope the virus hasn't got you. I hope you're not laying in the ICU right now. But if you are and you happen to be listening, thank you so much for taking your time to do so. Um, As you know, from the title of this episode, where we're headed today. Yes, we're talking about masculinity, but before we do get there, I just want to say, you know, I was going to do my update this week. I'll probably do it next week. But as you know, the stuff that's going on, Biden gave his UN speech. Things are still crazy at the border. Comedian AJ Johnson died at 50 years, 55 years of age. Um, the dude from Friday, may he rest in peace. Uh, governors of all the states, not all the states, but a lot of the states are still losing their mind here in Texas where I reside. Of course, I'm from New York, but I reside in Texas now. Um, they built a whole wall out of cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, of course, COVID-19, SARS-2, coronavirus is still present. And the list goes on and on and on. But like I said, this is not that. This is not the update episode that so many of you have said you love. Uh, the update, and I appreciate you. By the way, please support the show, please. If you can, in monetary fashion, if you can send me $1, $10, $20, $5,000, send me a million dollars. Huh? Reach out. Send me an email. I always welcome your feedback. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Again, that's Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. If you choose not to send me any money to support the show, which is definitely needed, you can still support the show. How, you may ask? I'll be glad to tell you. You can do so by liking, sharing, commenting, following on any and all of the socials. And sharing is definitely important. So if you like my podcast, if you follow the Mike's Opinion podcast, share it with everybody you know. That would be wonderful. And even people you don't know. Say, hey, listen to this guy. I like this guy. Please, that'd be greatly appreciated. I'm still wanting to grow the show. Um, I, I like the world to hear the show. So help me do that if you can. So today, as you saw, the title of this episode is The Death of Masculinity. It's the death of being a man, y'all. I don't know. I, I, hey, I don't make this stuff up. I just tell you about it and offer my opinion. But this is what's actually happening. And before I dive deeper into the death of masculinity, I want to preface what I'm about to say. I am not a sexist, racist, chauvinist, or antiquated in my thinking, nor am I hateful, spiteful, or bitter. I love my mother, my sister, my wife, and my daughter, and all my nieces. This needs to be stated and possibly reiterated later because of what I am about to say. Because it may sound chauvinistic. It may sound antiquatic, or antiquated. In actuality, it's just that. It's actual. Being a man is under assault. Being a man, not a male, M-A-L-E, but a M-A-N. Being a man is under assault. Now, I also must include being a man in my book does not include being a pedophile, does not include being a rapist. It does not um, include being unnecessarily violent. Okay? No. Those things are just bad people. And they happen both male and female. So I feel a need to say that. Now, before I go any further, since we're talking about manliness and masculinity, I want to, like I have done in previous episodes when I'm talking about specific subject matter, I want to give you the definitions. 
And these definitions can be found in literally any dictionary. And of course, who uses books these days, right? Everything's online. When is the last time you went to the bathroom without a phone in your hand? Huh? I challenge you to do so. Yes. Go to the restroom, especially if you're doing number two. Let's see, we're all grown here. If you're taking a shit, leave your phone somewhere else. Read a book, read a magazine, or, 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 how about sitting there with your thoughts? But I digress. I digress, as I normally do. The definition of masculine is as follows. Having qualities appropriate to or usually associated With a man. Another definition. Of relating to or constituting the gender that ordinarily includes most words or grammatical forms referring to males. That's the definition for masculine. The definition for masculinity simply states the quality or nature of the male sex. The quality, state, or degree of being masculine or manly. Okay? So now that we have the definitions. And by the way, according to my research, and I've done quite a bit of research as I do all the time before I start my episodes. Supposedly, masculinity is constructed by humans. Now, of course, it's associated with man or being a man, as I've mentioned in definitions. But these things that define masculinity are sometimes fabricated by, by us humans. But for me, when you get down to the raw essence of our existence as humans on planet Earth. There are some basic fundamental facts. First being, in order for us to reproduce, to continue our species of humans on this planet, and perhaps other planets, that's another episode though, we need to be able to reproduce, and that takes a man and a woman woman, right? We have intercourse or sex, make love, knock boots, whatever you want to call it. The sperm fertilizes the egg inside the woman's womb, which stomach becomes a womb, and a new human is made and then born, right? We all know this. Without one or without the other, you don't have it. Now, we're 3D printing human organs. Artificial intelligence is here. Surely there's someone in the lab trying to find out how to transfer consciousness from one brain to another. Some say it already happens with um, reincarnation, right? So, when... We look at these things, in particular masculinity and being a man. We need men. And some will say, no, we need males. Or we need sperm. We don't need males. But that's not the way this works. Look back eons, millennia, when things were more balanced and natural. And I'm not anti-society, I guess. Anti-civilization. Anti-advancement. But would I like to live with no steel, no concrete, no electricity, with a loincloth in a cave, living by firelight, and hunting for my rare occasional meat, but living off of berries and foraging for spinach and natural leafy greens? Yes! Yes, I would! Yes, I would. And once again, that's not antiquated thinking. For me, that's a personal choice. 
I would sacrifice these modern conveniences, indoor plumbing, the microwave, electricity and all the benefits, seemingly benefits that it's given us. Has it made us better? No, it hasn't. Has it made us lazier? Yes, it has. Was this or is this the way that things were meant to progress? It gets so deep. We don't have time for that. And as always, I digress because it's all connected. It's all connected. Now, when I speak of masculinity and being a man, now I'm in my mid fifties and I've been alive and aware for a certain slice of time. So, I've learned about history as it's told to me by people and books and movies. But my actual experiences only come from what I've experienced. I remember, of course, born and raised in New York City. I remember in 42nd Street, we used to call it the Deuce, right? A lot of people around the world know, know it as Times Square. When I was growing up, it was the sex capital, the sex capital of the planet. Probably France was second. I mean, there's sex all over the planet, right? But, but there were, there were peep shows and X-rated theaters and hookers walking the street. Sex was prevalent and prominent in the streets of New York City in the seventies, right? I remember this huge billboard with the marble man. And they had the billboard blowing a circle. You know how you could blow a, a, a smoke ring? The billboard used to do that. The, the Marlboro man used to blow smoke rings out of his mouth. Yes, he did. And if you've ever, uh, you know, been to New York City during that time, then you've probably seen it. But he was the epitome of the masculine man. The horse riding, cowboy hat wearing, cigarette smoking, Man. And we embrace that. Even though femininity and the feminist movement and feminism had already left the station. It was already on the road. And I'll get to the origins because what is masculinity without femininity, right? Of course, the yin and the yang, as I said, we need each other, but we need to play our roles. But I'll get to that in just a minute. Now, that Marlboro man horse riding cowboy is not to be confused with a very recent story in the news about immigration. There's a bunch of thousands seemingly or supposedly of Haitians on the border of Del Rio, Texas. And they want to come in. And there was this, you know, there's all these sound bites and video bites. There was a, a video of a, a border agent or some United States lawman in some law capacity on a horse chasing what seemed to be a Haitian, a Haitian immigrant with a whip in his hand. I don't condone anybody whipping anybody unless the person being whipped wants to be whipped. And that's a whole nother episode about a whole bunch of other stuff. That I'm not going into today. But it seemed wrong. I doubt that that person that's trying to enter the United States, whether he be a good person or bad person, decided to get whipped that day by a man on horseback. Those are not the men I'm talking about when I'm talking about masculinity. Even though that had to be quite a masculine dude, right? But these days, for all I know, he may be gay. And when I say gay like that, I have two episodes, one called Gay, 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 the other one called Gay, Gay, Gay Part 2. You may want to go check those out if you want to know how I feel about gayness. And I'll give you the summary version. Live and let live. Be who you want to be. But there are some caveats with that. Check out the episodes when you can. And once again, I welcome any and all feedback. So far, all feedback has been positive. As you know, it may take me a couple weeks 
And it depends on what I'm doing. But I still have the means to reach out or reply to everyone who contacts me directly. I still do that. I haven't had to assign that out. And I still don't think that I ever will. I may tell them to type the words, may dictate it, you know, but um, I, I still want to be hands on no matter how big my podcast gets. So masculinity in Western society worldwide is being murdered. Did you hear what I just said? Murdered. And it has been for a long time. Now, I, I preface this episode and, you know, like I said, I'll be accused of being a Neanderthal, archaic thinking, but that's okay because this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. You have the right to your opinion. Now, I'd like to think I'm adding facts to my opinion, that I'm adding reason to my opinion. And as the motto of this show is, logic unleashed, I'm adding logic, which I think to some degree can be, you know, undeniable. Okay, but I'm not the only one who thinks like this. And I know this, but... I sought out a couple of people that might feel the same way. Now, one I'm about to mention, y'all going to be like, really? Really? But yes, and that is Donald Trump, our former president. And you might say, Mike, Mike, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're a black man in America. How are you going to shout out Donald Trump? Well, I've always said, me and Donald Trump have some things in common. Before he became who he is today, and by the way, just let me say, I'm not advocating for Donald Trump. I would never vote for him. He seems to be the head of the Ku Klux Klan. That's just speculation, of course. But before he is, was, or before he was, no, yeah, before he was who he is today. I don't know, did I say that right? Back in the day, how about that? Back in the day. Donald Trump was down with the brothers. He was in a bunch of rap videos. And he used to hang out with my mother. Yes, I have my mother's memory and photos. Uh, Once again, born and raised in New York City. Donald Trump was all up in Jersey, in Atlantic City. Mom used to go to Atlantic City. Apparently, they hung out on more than one occasion. There's that. But if you want to know more about me, check out some other episodes. One with my wife called We Just Had Sex. Because if you want to know how I feel about women, and I only say that to say Trump likes the honeys. He likes women, as do I. I like women. Okay? Trump has a swagger when he walks with machismo. He he was seemingly true to himself and said whatever the fuck he felt. That's how I feel. Now, that was probably the only things we have in common. But I would be remiss or I would be lying if I didn't say I have those things. Do I admire him because of those things? No, he's just a man just like I am. And I believe a man should be a man. Okay? A flower cannot be a rock. The moon cannot be the sun. The petals of a flower cannot be the stem. Okay? There are things that need each other, that balance that thing or that system out. Men and women, we need each other. We need men to be men. We need women to be women. Facts. We need a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman to reproduce, to continue our species. Fact. That's more than logic. It's more than sentiment. That's more than Mike's opinion. 
This is a fact. Now, will we come to the point where test tube babies are the norm? I hope not. Will we come to the technological point where we can create humans? I hope not. Some say it's already been done. There's been clones. Recently, I've learned that cloned meats will soon line our supermarket shelves. I hope not. They're already produced horribly, our meats, that is. Okay? The cows, the chickens, the pigs, the ducks, the fish, these farms, horrible conditions, and some say that stress can be passed down at a molecular or genetic level. I digress. I digress. But once again, it's all connected. The other person that, and I I found a bunch of people, but that agree with my sentiment in terms of the death of masculinity is a gentleman by the name of R.J. Derby. He has a book out called The Death of Manhood, the The Societal Destruction of Masculinity. Again, the book is called The Death of Manhood, The Societal Destruction of Masculinity by R.J. Derby. And once again, Mr. Derby, send me a check. I am not sponsored by anyone because I choose to keep this podcast commercial free. And I know many strive to monetize their podcast. And again, please, please support the show. It does take time and it does take money to produce this podcast every week. And if you find any value in it, I'd really, really appreciate it if you give some value back. And I've told you the ways that you can support either by money, if you have the means, or the other ways that I mentioned you can support the show. So please do so. But I'm not mentioning that book because this person asked me to, or because it's a commercial for the book, or because... I'm being sponsored by this person. This book, and I want to just read a couple of the snippets from it. Over the last decade, boys and young men have been taught a lot of nonsense about what it means to be a man. They have been programmed to believe notions that honestly do not serve them as men, which has resulted in the soft, weak, and feminized men seen today in society. Now, I have one more snippet I'm going to read, but I'm going to stop there for a second. I, like I said, am not the only one, thank goodness, even though I would still stand by my words if I were. But there are those of us men that have identified, have witnessed the death and destruction of being a man. I refuse to be destroyed as a man. And this is not some concerted, focused, targeted effort to be, you know, just just wield my bravado or be macho. No. No. This is me being who I naturally am. A man. I'm not afraid to be a man. Just as I'm not afraid to be kind. A man is not synonymous with mean. But a man is just that. It's a masculine individual. There are certain things that are expected of a man. As they should be. And though there are things that are expected of a woman. This um person named Little Nas X had a promotion for the birth of his album. At least that's what I believe it is. Where he's pregnant. And he's gone through an entire pregnancy with the photos and the videos. And all I can say is get the fuck out of here with that shit. Just get the fuck out of here with that shit. Of course, he is a gay man. I once again urge you, listen to my episodes Gay 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 and the other episode, Gay, Gay, Gay Part 2. You'll have um, better insight 
on how I feel about that. I am a heterosexual straight man. I was born a man with a penis, with a dick, with a cock, and hairy, you know, facial hair, and strength. I have reproduced on more than one occasion, and I walk as a man. I talk as a man because I am a man. I am not apologetic for being a man, nor am I braggadocious about being a man, despite the contents of this episode. I'm merely defending manhood and want to lend to the chorus of awareness that being a man and masculinity is being destroyed. By who? I'm not getting into today because there's more than one source that wants to destroy men being men. But I ask you, who would benefit? Think about that for one moment. If um men became less manly. Hmm? The other snippet I want to read you from this book is, once again, the book is Death of, of Manhood, The Societal Destruction of Masculinity by R.J. Derby. It is expected of women to embrace their femininity, and so it should be expected of men to embrace their masculinity without contempt and made to feel ashamed for doing what is natural. Men, real masculine men, are now but a few in today's world due to the overwhelming demand society has placed upon them and what it thinks men should amount to. It has left the remaining billions of men soft, weak, and fragile. That's the other snippet from that book. Once again, it was really refreshing to read someone with the wherewithal, the mental ability or mental capability and the courage to speak out on this because now in this uh, so-called cancel culture we live in if you say anything against gay people if you say anything against transgender people or I'll just say the LGBTQ community you're either silenced canceled your career's in ruins and I think that's wrong now, I am not an advocate for racism, sexism, homophobia, or any of the atrocities that anybody in the LGBTQ community has suffered. I understand. Now, because I disagree with a certain lifestyle, I don't think you should be subject to ridicule or violence because of it. That's your choice. But as you have the right to have that choice and to parade your lifestyle, I have the right to vocalize my disagreement. I have the right to that free speech. As long as I do not demean you, as long as I do not speak to you in hateful fashion. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, 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 I think I'm virtually certain. Um, no, it's certain. Our ability to disagree has vanished. We cannot disagree in civil fa fashion no more. And the people in these LGBTQ communities who, yes, have suffered are like a mob, in my opinion. Because if you say anything against them, you are attacked. And in my opinion, again, aren't any mob that says they don't like being attacked, but that same mob goes on attack? Isn't that hypocritical? Hmm? It, yeah, that, that doesn't really go together, does it? I don't think so. That's contradictory. So, these things that I mentioned, and I, I, I want to reiterate I feel I need to, my preface, I'm not a sexist, racist, chauvinist, 
or antiquated in my thinking. I'm not spiteful, hateful, or bitter. I love my mother, my sister, my wife, my daughter, and all my nieces. I said it might be reiterated, and I might continue to reiterate this. I'll give you an example of my line of thinking. Women should be paid the exact same amount of money, compensation, wage, or salary for doing the same job. I do not want it misinterpreted, misunderstood what I'm saying about masculinity. I do not want it to be said that I am saying masculinity gives us men a better position over women, that we are better than women. I'm not saying that at all. I am not saying men are better than women. I'm saying men are men, women are women. I'm saying we need each other. We fit together. We are a yin and a yang. We make one thing. Rest in peace, James Brown. But he had a song, Mr. James Brown did. And I don't know the exact title, but there was a line in the song and it, it kept, you know, I think it was in the chorus. So it was, it was repeated. It said, this is a man's world, but it would be nothing without a woman or a girl. And that's exactly how I feel. We need each other. We serve each other. We fit together. We balance each other. We're one when together. So these men now, and I use that word lightly of today's, today's man that are cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids and doing all of these things, which I do some of those things. I cook, I clean, take care of my kids sometimes, but our situation is unique. We office out of the house, we homeschool our kid, and I say we, my wife, is the primary educator for my child. And I have an older child as well. But these were typically duties carried out by the woman. And what's wrong with that? Huh? What's wrong with that? Can anybody tell me? I want to read you something else. And this is along the feminist movement, the charge for feminine rights. And I need to tell you as well that I know black people were enslaved and suppressed. So were women. Right? But if you once again go back, go back eons and millennia, where the world didn't have billions and billions and billions of people on it. Let's say it was scant. And humans didn't encounter each other much. And when a man discovered a woman, he most likely exerted his physical power over her, took her back to his lair, protected her, provided for her, impregnated her. Now that's the scene we're often given, right? That the woman went reluctantly. That she was forced. I propose a different scenario. A man naked or in his loincloth if he felt he needed to cover himself, saw the woman. Or maybe the woman saw the man, watched and was curious. They smelled each other. And said, yeah, 
I like your essence. I like the way you smell. I like the way you look. I have one of these. You have one of those between your legs. It's something primal. When I smell you, when I see you, it makes me feel some kind of way. So I want to kick it with you. I want to be with you. I want you to be mine. And maybe the woman says, let's do this, Brutus. Where your cave at? Let's go. I think in the primal world, not all the time was the woman captured or forced or coerced into becoming the mate. I think it's quite possible the female may have willingly submitted, might have willingly and submissively became part of that pair and felt right in that place. Huh? But according to Elizabeth Cady Stanton, may she rest in peace, I give you the following from her. It's a uh, publication by Betty, Betty, um, oh, excuse me, not Elizabeth Cady Stanton. That's something else. I, I made a mistake. Um, this is a publication from Betty Frieden. And I don't know if I'm spelling that right, right, F, or saying that right. F-R-I-E-D-A-N. This is the, from the 1963 wave of the feminist movement. But Ms. Friedman, this book, the, the publication, The Feminine Mystique, Mystique. Friedman spoke of the problem, and I quote, that laid buried unspoken. End quote. In the mind of the suburban housewife, utter boredom and lack of fulfillment. Women who had been told that they had it all. Nice houses, lovely children, responsible husbands were deadened by domesticity. She said. That's what Miss Friedman said. And they were too socially conditioned, conditioned to recognize their own desperation. The Feminine Mystique was an immediate bestseller because supposedly she struck a chord. Now, I pulled that out during my research because I have a big problem with that. And here lies one of our fundamental and significant problems with the state of society. And as Miss Friedman's words in the Feminine Mystique book that says women were told they had it all. Nice houses, lovely children, responsible husband, husbands, and were deadened by domesticity. Stop right there. Stop right there. What about the man being deadened by going out having to get that paper, dealing with the bullshit, going to get a job, having to just live in the fulfillment and expectations of manhood and come home and see your ass every fucking day? When Susie Jane Rodcrotch is out there smiling at me and she looked better than you did after them two, two, three kids. Hmm? What about Rose? At the reception desk, who gives me a big smile every day. But no, I'm a responsible husband, right? And if you're in a monogamous marriage or monogamous relationship, I'm living for you and our kids. Do you see me saying, fuck that? Oh, I'm deadened in my masculinity? No. Because I realize my role in this relationship. I realize since we decided to pair, 
This is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Yes, it's going to come with challenges. Yes, it's going to come with frustrations. But deadened? Deadened? I am not. I don't need something else to be fulfilled. And this feminist movement has catered to women's boredom. As if us men don't get bored with your ass. With the normal day to day. We take this life for granted. We need more. We can't be content with these kids, with this house, with this wonderful husband. Nope. We need more. I'm deadened. I don't get to have a job. I don't get to leave the house every day and come back. I don't get to have a career. Guess what your career is? It's taking care of the kids in the house and me. That's your job. And why can you not be fulfilled in that role? Hmm? I mentioned earlier Elizabeth Cady Stanton. And, um, I, and I, I, Paul, forgive me for getting her and Betty Frieden, uh, mixed up. I'm looking at my notes here and I get a little passionate about this because I wonder, I wonder, being the logical mind that I have, is if the world would be different if everybody played their position. What if this feminine movement hasn't been? And I can hear the naysayers, the skeptics, the opponents and say, well, hey, what, what about slavery? That's another oppressed people, right? Well, well, suppose we just let slaves be slaves and slavery was still good. First of all, that's not even apples and oranges. That's not even fruit and fruit. Completely different. The nature of the female and women versus an enslaved people, completely different. Completely different. Now, yes, historically speaking, and I am stating a fact, in America, recent day America in the last 400 years, the white man suppressed everyone. Unless you were white and male, they didn't give a fuck what gender you were, what color you were. You were beneath them and to be used for labor and or suppressed or killed. Period. End of story. Not a racist. I'm just stating the facts of our American history. It's just a fucking fact. Mrs. Stanton will get credit back in 1848 for starting the first wave of the modern feminist movement. This is why I'm mentioning her. Anti-masculinity, pro-femininity. It was at the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848 when 300 men, men and women rallied to the cause of equality for women. And Ms. Elizabeth Cady Stanton drafted the Seneca Falls Declaration outlining the new movement's ideology and political strategies. Of course, there were other feminine wave, modern waves, because it goes all the way back to like Greece. Okay, this feminism is not all that new, but it has been building momentum, 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 momentum in all of these waves. But the waves in the 80s and 90s and even now. Right? Women, women, women. It's all about the women. Now, I am no advocate for rape. I am no advocate for anything affiliated or associated with rape. I am making that preface because I'm about to mention the name Harvey Weinstein. And while I do not all all the specifics of his case, but he has been ruined and imprisoned because, if I understand this correctly, he was a power broker in Hollywood where they provide the world with entertainment in the form of motion pictures. Movies, as we call them. And for him offering... Fame and fortune, life-changing, fame and fortune. He wanted sex 
in return. I mentioned that to start a line of ideology and actuality. Whether you're a man or a woman listening to this podcast, to this particular episode, I want you to ask yourself, or not even ask yourself, answer this question. Do men have to pay to have sex with women? I won't even give you long to think about that because the answer is a resounding yes. Yes. And that's from the blatant, straight out whore who you go to a brothel, which is only legal in Las Vegas, no, excuse me, Nevada, for some odd reason or certain other parts of the, the world. Or, uh, you know, you go anywhere online or a hooker. There's plenty of them. Sugar babies, whatever you want to call it. Whores. A woman that you don't know, you give her money, she gives you sex, period, end of story. That's one extreme of the spectrum. The other extreme is, oh, let's say you live the American dream. You've gone through high school and college and you're a virgin. You graduate college. You go to the workplace and you may have dated in college. And as a man, typically in conventional gender roles in this society, guess what? The man is expected to court. And what does court mean? It's synonymous with chase. I have to make my interest known. Then I have to, or I'm expected to, whine you. Dine you, gift you in form of flowers and opening the door for you like you don't have hands. The man has to pay with time, effort, and money just to get his body on yours. It's a fact. Men pay. One way or another, whether long-term or in immediate fashion. Women don't put out. You would think women don't get horny, but we all know that's not true. It's another downside. And I won't even call it a downside. It's another fact of being a man. Now, the science says men think about sex Every three seconds or so. We also, not to be crude, I know it's going to sound like it, but we have our sexual organ on the exterior. It's hard to ignore that shit. It's there all the time. It's not tucked in. So, yes, we think about it. We want it. Then you walk around curvaceous, you, I mean females, walk around curvaceous looking delicious and I'm not supposed to be eager to touch you I'm supposed to be in control and cool with my faculties and I see your lovely long neck and your pretty eyes and your shapely shoulders defined back, lovely breast, tight flat tummy round hips, wonderful legs. And when you walk, they all move in this synchronous, melodic fashion. And I ain't supposed to want to touch you. Fuck that. That shit ain't natural. It ain't natural. But we take the time to jump through every hoop Jump over every barrier, every block and defense mechanism that you put out for us to experience you physically. And in a lot of cases, we must commit our entire life to you in the form of marriage. In what world is that shit right? Hmm? Because I tell you, a real man that's true to himself, 
that's honest with himself and with others will tell you it is natural, natural for a man to want to touch more than one woman. Commitment, monogamy, I dare say is unnatural for a man. Though so many do it and subscribe to it. And again, that last line that I read in the first snippet from R.J. Derby's book, which reads, which has resulted in the soft, weak, and feminized men seen today in society. Now you might say, Mike, okay, okay, I've become a bit of a bitch. Okay, I've become a bit of a fanboy. Okay, a lot of the young girls out here, they like to call them fuckboys. That's, that's the, the latest terminology that I'm privy to, that I'm aware of. You say, Mike, if I become a fuckboy, what do I do? If I, what, what can I do? I'm trapped. I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. I don't know what to do. Here's one thing you can do. And I do not want to be responsible for any divorces or any good or bad that comes from you, your decision. If you decide to take what I'm about to say and implement it into your life, it's your choice, it's your responsibility. I can tell you how I live and I do not claim to be the manliest man. Okay. I have subscribed and acclimated to society. And in order to do that as a man today, you have to sacrifice some of your manliness, some of your masculinity. But the first thing you can do is look in the mirror and look at yourself. Have a talk with yourself, like literally, out loud. Now, you may want to do this when nobody's home or in the mirror in your car or somewhere where somebody won't think you're insane. Or you can write it. But be honest to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with what you truly want. And I'm not going to say Monogamy isn't for some men. There are probably some men that are very happy in their monogamy. I personally get to meet one. And that's just honest talk. You can be in love with a woman. Yes. You could want to spend the rest of your life with that woman. Yes. Do you want to never experience another woman in any form or fashion, I highly doubt it. And if you choose to exercise that type of restraint, that type of control, I dare say it's going to lead to some form of frustration that will rear its head at some point. And I'm not saying the grass is always greener somewhere else. So if you're happy in your monogamy, and that one woman does it for you. I'm cool with that. As you should be. But if you're feeling feminized. If you're feeling like you're not a man. If you're feeling soft or weak. Start with the person in the mirror. Okay. I am not an advocate for any pharmaceuticals of any kind. And that includes these plethoras of testosterone clinics. Yes. If you haven't heard of it, I don't know where you've been because there's been advertisements all over the place for years. There are testosterone clinics out there. And when I was doing my research, that's another whole world that I chose you know, not to really dive into. But some of their advertising for these testosterone clinics sound like this. 
Are you not feeling like a man? Are you not feeling strong? Are you missing something in the bedroom? These are what type of verbiage that these ads say. They cater to the primal essence of a man, the raw, natural essence of a man. So again, I started to use that, but I'm only mentioning it because of the line of of conversation. I didn't just add a whole bunch of background and information on these testosterone clinics, but those fall in the category of things that support and um, validate the observation that manliness and masculinity is being murdered, is being destroyed. Because these clinics now, with my understanding, is synthetic testosterone. Eat some vegetables. Play some basketball. Slap box. Wrestle with your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Do some push-ups. And if you're in a um, a relationship with a young lady or a woman, a woman married, engaged, whatever, and you know for a fact that you ain't being 100% honest with yourself, about yourself, say, hey, we need to talk. Discuss your true feelings. For all of those that don't know, if this is your first time listening, I am married. And you'll go, what? God bless that woman. Yes, if you believe in God, then God bless that woman. I cherish the woman that I have married. The OJs have a song called Ain't No Woman Like The One I Got. And there's a line in that song that says, I would kiss the ground she walks on because it's my word she obeys. It's not something that I wield. I'm the king. She's the queen. We play our position. So that word obey, I am not her dictator. I'm not the boss of her. But I am the man in my house. And she is the woman in this house. She's not afraid to be the woman. I'm not afraid to be the man. We work together. Do you understand what I'm saying? We work together. Think about left Twix and right Twix. Have you seen this commercial? They're both Twix. But there's a left and a right. The right has to play the right position. The left have to play the right the left position. Do you know how a scale becomes balanced? It's equal weight on both sides. On one side can be a rock. On the other side could be a bunch of flowers. And even though they're completely different, you can have enough flowers that balance the weight of the rock. And they work together to bring balance to that scale. This world we live in today, in the year 2021, what's left of it? We only have a few months left. Has gone the wrong way in certain respects. We are immersed and drowning on our own seemingly civility. Technology rules us all. Where are we headed? I think a step in the right direction is us getting back to primalness, if that's a word getting back to nature, getting back to what is natural. But in an involved sense, you say, Mike, how can we 
go back and be involved. I'm saying let's take a look at the basics of humanity, of men and women, and let's re-implement that. Because these pronouns, I'm going to tell you, look, look. You have breasts and a vagina and you were born with them. You're her, she, female, as far as I'm concerned. You're born with balls and a dick. You're a male, as far as I'm concerned. Recently read an article about female MMA fighter who was born a man, It's going through hormone, hormone therapy, and now is whipping all the females' asses. What a surprise. You know why? Because that's a man in the ring. Shouldn't be allowed. Masculinity is not dead yet. But it is dying. It is under assault. It is under attack. And I'm here to tell you. If you're an advocate for its death. I ask you not to be. And being a gentleman. Because part of me. Wants to say fuck you. But I'd like. To be more civil. Am I, am I withholding my manhood now? No. No, I'm not. Once again, I'm opting not to be vulgar. When I ask you to let, you know, I'm reluctant to say let, to acknowledge a man and respect a man being a man. And to my men, Dignified, gentlemanly, swagger with the right composure. Be a man. Be true to yourself. I'm true to myself. You should be true to yourself. When we look at all of these these things you know more and more men on down low more and more and more men becoming gay is it inevitable maybe is this the evolution are we meant to become and I always get this mixed up is it androgynous you know I think frogs are like that where, where, where sex, sexual organs will be no more. We'll find a different way in 10,000 years. There'll be no more penises and vaginas. Well, we have, have outgrown these primal, these primal things to continue our species. We'll all be technologically driven. And we'll only come together on a a mental or a spiritual plane. I kind of enjoy the physical, the actuality in this dimension, in this existence. But maybe it's inevitable. Maybe that's why we're moving this direction. Or maybe Lucifer's winning, if you believe in that. If that is a thing, if that is real, maybe Satan's winning and we've gone astray in a big way. As they used to say, we're going to hell in a handbasket, perhaps. 
I don't know, y'all. I just like to think about it. I like to talk about it. I like to speculate on it and see, you know, offer my opinions to Mike's Opinion Podcast, Logic Unleashed. And these are my thoughts about the death of masculinity. And I think there is no doubt. It's dying. Being a man is dying. But I ain't going out without a fight. I'm defending my masculinity and the masculinity of those that choose to live in their masculinity, in their manliness. And still be a good man, a respectable man, a gentle man, but a man nonetheless. You feel me? Do you feel me? I hope you do, because I mean no harm. Not to anyone out there, male, female, or otherwise. So that's what I have today. I ran a little long today, and uh, that's okay. As always, I really, truly thank you for listening. Please do support the show, as I mentioned um, before. Follow, like, share. You know, subscribe, all the stuff. Share the show, y'all. Really, share the show. If you're listening, if you're a regular listener especially, please share the show. Help me grow the show. It'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. Again, I know I said a lot today on this episode. I welcome any and all feedback, whether you agree or disagree. Doesn't matter. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. You'll find this and uh, all the links in the show notes as well. I've been trying to remember to put the links anything that I reference like these books or the Seneca Falls Convention stuff like that I try to include them uh, there as well so um, that is it for today thank you for listening I am Mike and this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion Logic Unleashed <laughs>